and welcome back to the Grindhouse Girls podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Katie. My co-host is Brittany, and this is a podcast about many strange and spoopy movies. We cover a lot of independent movies and a lot of horror movies, and we do want to caution before starting the podcast that listener discretion is advised, and a lot of subject matter we cover is not appropriate for children and can be quite sensitive. So if that sounds like something that's up your alley, keep on listening. If not, thanks for stopping by and on to the podcast. Hi, this is Katie. And hi there, this is Brittany. And this is the Grindhouse Girls podcast. And this week, woohoo, this week we are covering an experimental Japanese film from 1977 called House. House. Uh, What did you think about this movie, Brittany? You know what? Uh, This was actually my second time watching it. I liked it the first time. I think I liked it even better the second time. Yay! Yeah. That's awesome. I, um, before we get into any news, I just want to say I fucking love this movie. Um, I've been wanting to watch it for a very long time, but didn't have access to it for a very long time. And it's been on our list since, I think, the beginning of us listing movies we would watch. And um, I <laughs> I wasn't sure how I was going to watch it. And then I had a really bad day at work on Saturday. And I texted my brother and his girlfriend. And I was like, hey, y'all want to watch this movie? And my brother had already seen it. And we also invited my parents. So my entire family ended up watching this movie with me. And we're adults now, so we drink wine together. And my brother broke out the sake. So we all got a little tipsy and watched this. And I would highly recommend, if you're an adult, to drink an adult beverage before this. Or my uh, one of my friends said, or maybe, you know, take some drugs. And I was like, I'm not going to tell anyone to do illegal drugs. But uh, I think that's what this movie was intended for. Um, it's great. Um, I love it. It's a roller coaster. I think people should watch it. And that's all I'm going to say right now until we get into spoilers. But are we going to, do we have any news? I think you wanted to mention, um, our, our wrong verbiage (laughs) last week. (laughs) I think I do have that written down. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So I was editing our episode, episode 37 on Overlord and both I and Britt are both like, what's the verb for paratroopers? It must be paratrooping. <laughs> and, like, as I'm editing, I'm like, oh, shit. It's parachuting because they're on parachutes, and that's why it's a paratrooper. Oh, my God. I felt so dumb. And I try- I told this to our friend Peter. And he's like, you know, sometimes you know, you just forget things. And I was like, in the moment, I was like, okay, we'll go with that. Or we'll go I with I agree. I will idiots. believe that. So my, my mom watches like a shit ton of game shows. And sometimes the most easiest, simplest answers people will get wrong. Because, um, you know, those like rapid fire question game shows, like the yeah. Wicked's Link. Like people will be like, uh, uh, uh. Uh, and it's like, it's like, come on, this is easy. Well, so. you know, and also I will say that um, uh, you guys are way kinder than I was to myself because I was just like, man, I'm a fucking dumbass. And then also I, I think I did apologize in the edit, but I kept calling Boyce Boyd for some reason. Not sure why. I don't know why I couldn't get his name right. And it really upset me. So I want to apologize for that. Um, but that was, I mean, that was the main thing. I felt kind of dumb, um, but it's fine. We, we're allowed to be dumb, but I feel like we do yeah. need to like correct something so people know that we know that. Yeah. And I don't think it's a dumb thing. I, to be honest, when you watch, okay, if you watch a lot of movies too, and the actors have like different dialects or something, I'll be watching something and I'll read like character notes and I'll be mm-hmm. like, or I'll be watching like the credits and I'm like, oh, that's not what I thought the character's name was because the pronunciation sounds different. Right. Yes. So, yeah. so I mean, so I don't it could just dumb. be that. Yeah. Yeah. Those were the only corrections. I'm sorry that I had. So sorry, guys. Um, it's probably is us just being forgetful because we're in the moment. But yeah, we just went to. Correct and also, it. we we also work like eight hour work days and then come yes. straight home and hop on the podcast. Yes. And it's really easy to get tongue tied. So. <laughs> It indeed is. I I hope one day, not that I don't like, I love being employed, but I hope one day maybe we can 
both be in a situation where like the day we film the podcast, we don't have to work that day. Yeah. Like, you know, that would be great. But that would until be nice. then, <laughs> it's the work week for me and for Britt. So yes. uh, bills have to be paid, unfortunately. Um, yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, oh, and on vaccine update, I get my second round of vaccines next week. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time this airs, I will have gotten it that morning. So awesome. hopefully I'm still around. Hopefully it doesn't knock me out. Um, but I'm very excited about it. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's really all my news. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah I guess um, this week we are covering house or it, the Japanese word for house is hausu, H-A-U-S-U. But um, actually the director on purpose gave it an American name because he knew this movie was so out there. Um, it was kind of taboo to give a Japanese movie a foreign name, and he just did it anyways because he was very unsure that this movie would ever get made. And so he just called it House. And um, this movie was produced in 1977, but it actually um, took a really long time to be produced. So basically, um, he saw Jaws, and um, this director is really cool, by the way. I don't know. Did you get to read up a lot about him? Oh, yeah. Oh, Yeah. He's super cool and honestly seems like a really well, – he was a really cool guy. He unfortunately passed away last April, um, but he had a very long life and a very uh, fruitful career in TV commercials and cinema. His father actually was a doctor from Hiroshima or Hiroshima. I'm not sure which one is correct. I've heard both. Um, and because he grew up in um, that area, of course, during World War II – he saw a lot of his friends, pretty much all of his childhood friends, died, either as a direct result of the atomic bomb or as a result of the fallout later on, the aftermath of it. So because of that, you can see in this movie there's a lot of symbolism and influence to losing your friends very young and atomic bombs and old world versus new world stuff. It's really kind of cool how he uses something so painful in his past in such a joyously ridiculous movie um but it actually has some meaning to it which i think is what elevates this movie um instead of becoming a doctor he ended up becoming a filmmaker and did a lot of experimental films and when he wrote this movie he asked two people to help him out he had a previous collaborator chiho katsura um he asked him to write a script but he based it on stories his daughter told him her name's chigumi and she was 12 at the time and he had just seen Jaws and Toho and a lot of other Japanese production companies. Um, they wanted a movie like Jaws. They wanted an amateur director. Like Steven Spielberg was very amateur when he produced Jaws. It was very low budget. The shark kept breaking down. That's why you never see the shark because the stupid animatronic just, I think his name was Bruce. Yes, um, Bruce. Kept breaking down. <laughs> so you never see it. And until it like. It eats Shaw, and then that's just awful. Um, that's, like, my least favorite part of that whole movie. I hate that part. Anyways, um, they wanted a success like Jaws. And uh, Obayashi went to his daughter and was like, Hey, what would you think about a Japanese movie like Jaws? And she says, Dad, Japanese movies are boring. And he says, he was like, well, okay, but what if I made a movie like Jaws, but in Japanese, like, cinema? What would you want? And so she started telling him all these things that, like, scared her. And she said something specific that she said was being eaten by your own reflection in the mirror, which is in this movie. Um, and we'll go, I guess we'll, when, when we start talking about deaths in this movie, we'll go to more specific things. But basically, almost every death in this movie is inspired by a childhood fear of his daughter. And he said he always talks to children about the world, or he did, because he's passed away now, um, because their brains aren't as... Uh, stunted as adults. Yeah, they can come up with things that can't be explained. Yes. Yeah. He's very. Did you get to watch the same interview? Uh, I I read like a I read a ton of interviews. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's super cool, and he like was one of I don't know. He just seems like a really cool guy. Did I say his first name by the way? Nobu. Nobuhiko. Sure. Nobuhiko Obayashi. Um. Yeah, and I just think this movie's super cool. If you don't know what Toho is. 
Um, you probably do if you like movies. But Toho was responsible for the Godzilla franchise in the 50s and 60s, which is still kind of going on today. And they also own Studio Ghibli, and they were responsible for Kurosawa's films being produced as well. So it's a it's a huge movie company, and they're yeah. still one of the big movie companies today because Studio Ghibli is like beloved. And people, like, will flock to Totoro things. So yeah. I myself have made my little brother a Totoro crocheted uh, stuff plushie because um, he just really likes Totoro. Yeah. And what I also liked about this movie is that it was like, so they had this idea floating around that they were like, okay, oh, yeah. house, house, house. I totally and then, stopped. I'm glad you're covering this. <laughs> no, you're good. And they were like, oh, my God, we got to get this made. And, um, the company was based at Toho was like, oh, we don't know. This is a weird this is a weird fucking movie. They didn't mm-hmm. say it like that. So they actually did a few promotional things, which I thought was interesting. It actually came it was out an as assault. a radio. It was a yeah. promotional assault because, you they know, he asked Toho, yeah. he said, so you're green lighting my movie, but you won't let me produce it yet. Can I announce it? And so he, he started putting business cards up with this movie coming soon. But keep yeah. going. Tell them about no. the multimedia assault. It was I great. love it. They did a um, radio drama that was like wildly successful. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a soundtrack. The whole soundtrack was made before the movie was made. Mm-hmm. And they actually did a tie-in manga. The manga was released mm-hmm. before the movie was ever released. So they had all these things promoting this movie way before it came out. Yes. They even had a photo shoot. And that's how they got a lot of the actresses. Like, So they had like pictures and... Everyone was so excited about this movie when it finally came out, which I think is just super, super, super cool um, and really funny. And I think it's great. It's kind of like when Ryan Reynolds leaked Deadpool because they were t- talking about not finishing it. And he leaked some of the scenes. And the- Did he leak the script or the scenes? I can't remember. I think it was the opening scene, like on the freeway when he's like eating oh, and yeah. he just drops. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. So, because he was like, this is a great movie, it should be made, and it should be an R rating, and people liked it. So, like, sometimes you just gotta go with your gut. Um, Yeah, it's just a really cool, like, the background to this movie is so cool, and I highly recommend, let me see, the interview video, if you have the Criterion app, or if you have a subscription to them, is Nobuhiku Obayashi and crew on House, and it's, like, 45 minutes, and it's, I mean, it's obviously subtitled, because... Everyone who made the movie speaks Japanese and not English. So um, it, that was the only thing, like, I did have to actually read it. I kind of wish I could have found a transcript so I could have read it faster. But it, it's kind of nice to, like, hear people talk about their own films. And I liked how he gave a lot of background on how it was made. Um, also, he seems to be, like, a really cool director that actually cares about the crew. Because he actually kept the same crew from his TV commercials for this movie instead of, like, hiring a movie crew. So they used a lot of TV commercial, and I know we've all seen crazy Japanese commercials. He used a lot of, like, weird technical stuff. Like, everything was an experiment, because they didn't know if it was going to work until they got into the editing room, which I think makes this movie so unique and so much of a roller coaster, because you just never know what's going to happen next. So, anyways, um, I guess we should get into synopsis and characters do you want me to do synopsis and you can do characters since i feel like i've been talking a lot i had a lot of coffee i'm sorry no you're good (laughs) yeah you do the synopsis though okay so very simple plot guys to escape her father's impending marriage young gorgeous and her six schoolmates spend their summer vacation at her mysterious aunt's haunted house yeah that's all you get oh yeah and (laughs) so Going into this cast is, um, so I have all these very lovely young actresses' names, but it's really funny because if you click on, like, their Wikipedia or the IMBD pages, they don't have links because they, a lot of them just did commercials or they didn't mm-hmm. really have very, like, huge film careers. Um, right. But most of these actresses, um, the characters are actually based on, like, their attributes. Um, mm-hmm. So you have Gorgeous, who's, like, the main protagonist, and then you have her friends. I would say just from the beginning of the movie, you have a feeling that maybe Fantasy is her closest friend. But yes. then there's Mac, who, which is not a pun for, for Big Mac. Mac is like a Japanese <laughs> word for stomach. That's what um, my mom thought, too, at first. She was like, yeah, I like thought the Big same Mac? Thing. What? Yeah. <laughs> like I stomach. thought the same thing. Stomach, yes. Um, you have Sweet. You have Melody. Um, so I think that's... I get, oh, Kung Fu, of course. And Kung Pro- Fu. Prof. Kung Fu is my mom's favorite. She was like, I like her. And she yes. kept trying to emulate Kung Fu. My parents do martial arts, so... They no, I love it. 
and Kung Fu is oh, and then Melody. So yes. so yeah, I think that's everybody. The the seven main professor girls. prof. Yeah yeah. So yeah. So we got again gorgeous Kung Fu prof fantasy Mac sweet Melody, and then we have Auntie, um, which uh, Yoko Mina Mina Mida who plays mm-hmm. Auntie in this movie. She actually had a huge film career. She was in over yes. 140 different movies. And did you hear the story about how she accepted yes. this role? Oh, no, I didn't. Okay, so she seems like a really cool lady. She, okay, so this is something the director was saying in the interview, was that um, in American cinema, especially in the 70s, young men or women could play old men or women and Vice versa. Like, you could see, like, a 50-year-old still playing a 25-year-old. That still happens in American cinema and theater. Um, but in Japan, especially in the 70s, um, you did not play outside your actual physical age range. So, like, it, you were young, you played a young person. You were old, you played an older person. And she had pretty much played ingenue parts, which is, like, the young heroine kind of part her whole career. And she had been very successful. And he asked her to take this role. And she said, well, you realize how important this is. This is a really big deal for me. And if I do this role, I'm never going to play an ingenue part again. He said, I know. But she still took it like a champ. And then, I don't, did you hear about the... the? Yes, I did hear part? about that. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. You can tell that story. I thought oh, that was cute. I wrote down quotes from it because I thought it was so sweet what she said. Oh, I don't know exactly what she said. I do know that the actress who plays Gorgeous can... Kimiko Igigami mm-hmm. um, was very nervous about a nude scene she had in this movie. So, of course, with uh, Miss Minamita uh, being kind of the more experienced actress, she decided she just kind of got naked. Like, she's like, not a big deal. I don't know what the actual quote was. Oh, so she, I, the quote is beautiful. And this comes from the director. So it's not from the director, the actress herself. But I kind of paraphrase it because I wrote it down at work and then I left my post-it at work. Um, don't worry, I was on my break. It was fine. Um, she said, being an actor is being naked and bearing your soul. So, you can't show your actual soul, but you can bear yourself. So, being naked is being a true actor. And then she took her clothes off, so she'd feel yeah. better. So, Aww. I was like, that's sweet. That's, I mean, I guess it seems weird to take your clothes off in front of someone. But I think everyone was of legal age at this point. It's not like they were children. I heard years ago, because um, Kate Winslet uh, realized she would have a sexual scene with Leo DiCaprio on Titanic. She actually flashed him when she met him, just to kind of get the nerves mm-hmm. out. Which, I mean, it make, I mean, it makes sense. Like, you know, you have this environment, you become very close with people. Yeah. I don't see nudity as a big deal myself, so I just think it's funny. Uh, I, don't, I don't have anything wrong with anybody else being naked at all. But for some reason, that is like a boundary that I've never went to cross in public i don't know why i would say it's probably something repressive about myself um but yes i did hear about that um then of course we have mr togo um who actually is the girl's teacher but he's also you probably know this katie he was actually a japanese singer i didn't have any idea until i didn't know that that. but i I did know he was he was horse riding friends with the director which is why he rides horses in the movie um I didn't realize he was supposed to be a teacher. I thought he was just her boyfriend. No, he's like their teacher. Yeah, and he's not really her boyfriend. She has a crush on him because he's okay. manly. Yeah. Yeah, so, I will say, I'm sorry, Mr. Togo. They kept tink- t- uh, tinking. They keep talking about Mr. Togo, and I'm like, who's Mr. Togo? He must be, like, really cute. And then he showed up, and I was like, he's, uh, uh, so he was not actually, my cup of tea. He's a Japanese pop singer, and his name was uh, Kyo. Kiyohiko Osaki. Ozaki. Yeah. Ki- yes. yes. Thank you. And uh, he is actually known for his sideburns. So I thought that was funny. That's, that's like one of his trademark was his sideburns. So. It was the 70s. I mean, yeah. that's why I'm like, I was like, not really my cup of tea, but also maybe I would have felt differently in the 70s. Yes. And then, of course, last but not least, we have Gorgeous's father. And then Ryoko, who... Um, it's mm-hmm. the new woman in her father's life, so. Yes. And that's all the yes. characters. That's literally everybody. That's really everyone. And really the only person who has a cool background is um, the auntie. She's um, Gorgeous's deceased mother's sister. And her fiancé died in World War II. And she's never been the same. 
um, since. And she's really the only one with an interesting background. Everyone else is just, hi, this is my personality trait. Yay. Um, but at the same time, they really own that. Like, they, they, it's one of those, like, keep the story simple so you can make everything else more complicated. Yeah. Like, but, you know, some of the best, like, experimental movies have very simplified plots. Mm-hmm. But it lets them, like, kind of, it lets the the story breathe. Like, you can more focus on the story and less on the characters. Yes. Um, are we ready for, are we ready spoilers. for spoilers? We are. Yes, ma'am. Yay! We are going for spoilers in three, two, one. Spoilers! Yes. Okay, so I didn't really write all of the plot down because I figure we can more talk about the movie than the plot because it's so batshit insane. But I did write down some bullet points in what order they happen because I knew I was going to get confused because I was thinking about it and I was already getting confused. Um, so we start out, okay, this was really funny, and I think we should, if we have time this weekend, I think we should get together and do a photo shoot of us holding each other by the hips and laughing creepily because the beginning scene, we're gorgeous and fantasy, fantasy is taking gorgeous's picture, and gorgeous is, like, wrapped up in a, in a sheet, and she's holding a flame, and there's some, like, there's some foreshadowing, because fantasy's, like... Fantasy looks to take photographs and daydream, and she's like, "Gorgeous, you look like a witch from a scary house movie." And it's like, "Oh, ha 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 ha!" Foreshadowing. Um, but they're taking pictures, and they talk to their uh, teacher, and sh- they're like, "Congratulations on your arranged marriage." And then um, they're like, they're, "I don't." It's the weirdest thing. They're like, they're both in like Sailor Moon Japanese schoolgirl uniforms. Um, they're like holding hands and skipping, and then there's just this this moment where they're like. They're, like, holding each other by the hips, like, but leaning back, and they're just, like, laughing, and it just swirls, the camera goes around them, I'm just like, yes. I don't, I don't think I've ever done that with a friend who is just a friend. I don't think I've ever held my girlfriends by the hips and just been like, ha ah, it's so fun being friends. It so. is, what I did notice, though, is that right off the bat, you get that very, com- like, if you see Japanese commercials, you feel that commercial influence. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's so surreal. There. Yeah, It's surreal. And that's what I like. And the director said that because all of the young actresses were so new to acting, a lot of their um, lines were read like a school play, so not very good. Um, But he used the music to kind of help them, uh, like instead of talking to them to explain how they needed to say a scene, he would play music to influence them. Yeah. Which I find really cool. Um, so I don't know if he was just playing crazy-ass music the whole time, or sometimes it was creepy music, but I thought that was really cool. But um, basically, like, he kind of took the fact that these people weren't... It's kind of like Napoleon Dynamite. These people aren't very experienced in acting, so they might read kind of wooden. But if you're reading kind of like, Hi! Today is the day I'm going to town! Yes, dear, it is! Like, that kind of acting, like, school play acting... Um, then I think you're going to have a surreal feeling. And because he makes everything broad and surreal, when things get crazy, it actually doesn't seem that weird when yeah. they get batshit insane. You're just, you're already on the roller coaster of craziness. I will say the first, like, five to ten minutes of this movie is just an assault on the senses. Yeah. You're just like, what the fuck is happening? And, like, the frame rates will change, and there will be, like, weird stop motion moments. Um, it's great. Yeah. It's a lot of unusual editing choices, like repeated sequences. So you'll watch, like, you'll watch the same moment get looped. So you'll see something, and it literally repeats itself. And it'll repeat itself, like, five or six seconds, and then go to the next scene. And so I didn't know this was even a thing until, um, I love reading comments on videos. So just going back and watching some comments, um, or going back and reading comments on clips from this movie, someone was like, oh, this is the original YouTube poop. And so I was like, what is YouTube poop? <laughs> and I had to literally ask my I nephew. Yeah, I had to ask my nephew oh, really? what YouTube poop. Yeah, I never heard that frame, that, that like slang word. And so, my yeah. My ex-boyfriend used to watch it a lot. And there was one guest on one, like guest on Fruit of the Beast. And it always started out funny, but it goes on too long, in my opinion. Like, YouTube yeah. poop starts out really funny, and then it just keeps going. And then I lose interest, personally. Yes. 
So yeah, but that's exactly what it's like. It's just like it's it's so different. Which I don't think different is bad, but I think that's the first time I was watching this movie. I was just like, what the hell is going on? Like, <laughs> right? Yes, exactly. I and especially because I decided to watch it with my family. <laughs> they were all like, "What the fuck is happening?" Um, but it's great. Um, and then you meet all the girls, like, and they're just like, "Hey, we're gonna go." to Mr. Togo's sister's inn, and it is Togo, right? I yeah, Mr. Togo. after Boyd mm-hmm. versus Boy, so I'm going to say his name wrong. No, Togo. Um, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Togo's aunt's, or his sister's inn mm-hmm. for the summer, and they're like, oh, gorgeous, you're going to have so much fun with your dad. And Gorgeous goes home, and her dad's like, I brought a fiancé. And he's like, your mom's been dead for eight years. It's time we move on. And Gorgeous is not having any of that. The fiance seems really nice, yeah. by the way. Although she's got, I just, she's like dressed in all white. And she has this like white scarf. And she like keeps putting it around her. And there's this very dramatic scene where Gorgeous is running out um, away from the room they're in. And like, but the the way they edited it was there's just a, a still capture of the scarf in midair. She throws it. And she dramatically runs out, and she runs into her bedroom. Yeah, it's very dramatic, and she's very upset. And so then she sees her friends, and it turns out her friends' plans get canceled, too, because Mr. Togo's sister's having a baby, so her inn's closed for the summer. I know, right? I was like, "What is this a bed and breakfast? What kind of inn is this that it's closed for the summer because somebody's having a baby? But okay. Oh, so then Gorgeous just was like, I'm going to write my mom's sister, and I'm going to be like, hey, auntie, can I come to your house? For the summer and bring all of my friends. And she's like, yeah, of course. And when she's writing the letter, this mysterious white cat that she names Blanche or Blanche or whatever you want to call it, um, just like jumps in her window. Yep. And is like, hey, guys, what's up? And uh, by the way, as you watch the movie, uh, just know that the cat is a symbol for the atomic bomb, by the way. Uh, super cool. And um, the cat is just, like, uh, uh, hanging out. And she gets a reply from her aunt. She's like, yeah, come on over. And then I think this might be one of my favorite, like, fun sequences. Because you see all the girls. And they're dressed in, like, the height of, like, modern 70s fashion. Yes. They're going to, a like, a, a fancy train that they're going to ride to the country. Everything's very westernized and 70s and modern. And, like, everyone's sleeping in beds. Everything's very Western-looking. So then they go to the country. They have to ride a bus after that. And then they get off. And they get off, and the background is a map painting. And you're like, what the fuck's happening? And then they're in the country. It's still a map painting because they did everything on a soundstage. Yeah. Um, Which I kind of love because, again, it it goes back to the surrealist moments. And they go to the aunt's house. Oh, and you skip. Oh, it's not a big deal. Yeah, so she kind of tells the story of her aunt on the way there. Oh, yes. I'm so yeah. sorry. You no, were you're totally good. right. I was like, you, I know something happens on the way to the bus. Yeah, and I love this scene because I think this was one of my favorite parts when I first see it because they like, mm-hmm. it's almost like they're watching. So she's telling the aunt's history and it's like almost like they're watching an old fashioned movie because the girls like comment because they see the fiance and they're like, oh, he's cute. Like, uh-huh. you know, and so. It's really cute. Yeah, it's really cute. But you find out that um, Gorgeous is. Uh, aunt and mom were the daughters of a doctor and the the fiance her aunt's fiance was supposed to take over the family business the doctor's business he gets called off to the war and the aunt waits for him she makes a promise that they'll return meanwhile gorgeous's mother gets married to her father and leaves but her aunt never leaves the house um and so yeah and so you kind of get this backstory of okay like you know the aunt's in this house in the countryside very lonely and like you say, yeah, there's a lot of these beautiful painted landscapes, which you don't see anymore in modern cinema. So I, I love it. I love the way the cinematography is. Yes, so, the cinematography is very much reminiscent of a movie from the time period of, like, Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. Singing in the Rain, where everything looks just not quite real, but beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and they when they get to, after the bus ride, they meet a watermelon salesman, and he's kind <laughs> of weird. And they take a watermelon and they, it's, it's interesting because, you know, they're all in like very modern clothes. Fantasy has her camera that she always has with her. They go into the gate of the house and the camera breaks while she's trying to take a picture of them. She drops it and it breaks. And in the next scene, they've all kind of changed, but changed into like aprons and long dresses. And they're all like, not in the very next scene, but you can tell like their, their clothing changes to be more 
old-fashioned. And so it's like the new Jap- Japan has turned into the old Japan because her aunt is stuck in the past. So yeah. there's a lot of symbols everywhere. And, like, she immediately is like, yeah, um, the fridge is broken and um, we don't have this. We have, like, a wood-burning stove. It's very much, like, living in the country. And this is coming from... Um, the director's daughter because she used to stay with her grandparents in the country and she was like yeah we did the thing where you they take the watermelon and they tie it up on a rope and they put it at the bottom of a well to cool it down she did that at her grandparents house um she was used to sleeping on a bed and she had to sleep on a futon mattress which i you know i don't know if it's just because i watch a lot of people who live in like tokyo where there's less room and they're not you know, wealth, they're not super wealthy, so they have, like, smaller apartments. Like, a lot of people do sleep on futons in Japan. Yeah. That's pretty normal nowadays. Um, I know my favorite manga is they sleep on futons, and he lives in Tokyo in a race. So, like, people still sleep on futons, but I think in the 70s, things were, it was really trendy to be super westernized, and so people were sleeping on beds in the more modern areas of town. So she was really used to being in a regular americanized western bed and like we're used to but when she went to her grandparents house she had to like air out a futon and she was so small that it would like crush her when she would get it out of the closet and stuff so a lot of this stuff comes from her staying with her grandparents yeah um so what happens next okay so they go to um this is okay i I think the first death might be my favorite maybe not my favorite but it's probably the funniest. Yeah. Um, it's so. scary, though. Like, I mean... I mean, yeah, it, it, I found it hilarious, but maybe okay, it's funny. I think it's, like, genuinely frightening, though. Like, if I saw this when I was a child, I would be scared. Like, honestly. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm a fully grown adult, I guess. And, like, I was mm-hmm. laughing about it with friends. Um, so... <laughs> so, we're talking about Mac. Mac has the watermelon. And Mac puts it down the well. And, um, the aunt keeps commenting. Oh, by the way, the aunt is, like, in a wheelchair, and she's very frail, and she's, like, white hair. And she's just like, oh, I'm so glad you girls are here. I'm so frail and pitiful and poor little old me. And they're talking about Mac, like, what, why her nickname is Mac, because she, she has a never-ending stomach and blah, 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 blah. And Mac's like, ooh, I'm going to get the watermelon. And they're like, okay. And she doesn't come back for a while. So Fantasy goes to the well, and she's pulling up. Also, by the way, the matte painting in this scene is like this beautiful sunset. And she goes over to the well, and she pulls up the rope. And she's like, she like looks to the side, like, wow, what a beautiful evening. And then she turns around, and there's not a watermelon. It's Mac's, like, head. Like, yeah. decapitated head. And she's, like, smiling, and Fantasy's like, oh, my God. And she, like, falls over while running away, and she bites her on the butt. Yeah, like, the head <laughs> literally goes, floats up. The head floats up in the air and just comes down, lands on her butt cheek, and just bites it. <laughs> and then it vomits, like, red water, which I guess is supposed to be blood, but doesn't really look like blood. That's why I like it. Like, everything's, like, kind of gross, but it's also, like, kind of fakey looking. And that, it's on purpose. Like, he was like, I could have used Toho's. Um, special effects department, but I didn't want the special effects to look too real. I wanted them to look fake because I wanted it to be a fantasy, not a reality. So he purposefully made everything kind of fakey looking. And so, like, that's why, like, there's blood, but it's not really bloody bloody. It's, like, watery blood, which is Mm -hmm. kind of more fun. Um, But then, of course, she comes back and shows all her friends, and it's just a watermelon. Yeah. And then they all eat the watermelon. And then her aunt has, like, an eyeball in her mouth. The aunt has an eyeball in her mouth. And everyone's like, fantasy, you're just imagining things. <laughs> and then I think the next death is Sweet's death yes. by mattresses. Mm-hmm. And she, she's, Sweet is, like, she's sweet. She likes to clean up after everybody. And she's, like, the nice one. So she's, like, scrubbing the floors and cleaning everything up. And she goes into this one room. And there's this creepy little doll. <laughs> And this is a creepy little blonde doll. And the creepy little blonde doll's like, hey, I'm creepy. And then all these mattresses attack her. Yes. And it's fucking surreal as shit. You're just like, what is going on? I mean, it's basically what the fuck is happening. Yeah. So, 
Um, yeah, you want to you wanna take over for the next death, which I uh, think is, is the cool one because it's gorgeous as possession. Yeah, exactly. So Gorgeous, like, goes, so they, like, Gorgeous is, like, taking, like, this hot bath, and that's the thing, like, so I guess Sweet is getting, like, linens in the mattresses when she is attacked and killed, and she goes upstairs, and she's looking in the mirror, and she kind of sees herself and her aunt, and I think her mom, because she sees her mom Mm -hmm. in her, like, bridal kimono, and she Mm -hmm. slowly gets, like, I guess, turn she sees pieces of her face fall off and the way the effect mm-hmm. is done it's almost like bits of like almost broken glass fall off and like yeah. she's slowly possessed and taken over by the ant i think there's a really funny scene uh right before this if i'm not mistaken where auntie it's almost like she breaks the uh she breaks the fourth wall because she oh, yeah. gets in the fridge and then <laughs> fantasy's like she's in the fridge and they're like fantasy well, stop being weird yeah, a poor fantasy. She sees all of this coming, and everyone's like, you just have an imagination fantasy. And I love it, too, because the aunt, like, all of a sudden, like, after Mac disappears, she starts walking around like everything's normal, and everyone's like, you can walk? Well, my dad said it first. He said, wait, she can walk now? And then literally the next line was like, hey, I didn't know you could walk. Yeah. And um, she's like, oh, I'm just feeling much better now. You girls are just invigorating me or something like that. And it's like, yeah, because you're eating their souls. Yeah. Um, it's but- definitely the first scene <laughs> where you realize that the house, the aunt, and the cat are all kind of one. They're all one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because yeah. the cat all of a sudden comes to the house and is, like, just sitting in the ant's lap. And there's a painting of the cat in the house, and you're like... There's, like, multiple paintings okay. of the cat. Because they even talk about that. They're just like, yeah. oh, look at all the paintings of the cat. Like, like maybe he came from the painting. <laughs> it's like, no, he did, though, but for yeah. hills, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so they're all very much, like, kind of freaked out. And the ant, like, is dancing on the ceiling at some point, And then she just breaks the fourth wall and smiles at the camera, and you're just like... Uh, okay, brah, whatever. It's uncomfortable. um, It's it's really funny, but uncomfortable. And then I think the next death is probably the most, uh, viewed. I think everyone's probably seen this death. If you've seen anything from House, I think most people show this one the most, um, which is Melody's death. And Mm -hmm. Melody, of course, is a music lover. That's why her name is Melody. And, um, she starts playing the piano. And this was another thing. That the director's daughter said she learned how to play piano, but at one point her finger got caught between the keys because her teacher was really, really stressful about, like, correct fingering because that is a big thing when you play piano is, like, where you place your fingers to play. And um, her finger got stuck between the keys and it really hurt and so it made her not want to play piano. So Melody is playing the piano and, okay, this was, there is a video of my whole family doing this. There is this, like, weird Halloween skeleton in the background of a lot of these scenes and he's just creepily dancing in the background like swinging his arms back and forth like, it's obviously someone has like like little um like like fishing line on him and they're just moving his arms but it's like it makes everything better because it's just like there's something scary happening but there's just this happy music and this little skeleton just dancing about in the background and um <laughs> um she's playing the piano and the piano eats her fingers. Yeah. And she's kind of laughing like, "Ah, it ate my fingers." And then it eats her hand and then she starts screaming and then she's literally eaten by a piano. Did you know that they um and I haven't played this game in years, but Luigi's Mansion supposedly takes this scene and recreates it in Luigi's Mansion. The first one? That yeah, I think the N64 one. I don't think I have the first one. I have the newest one. Yeah. Damn it. Cuz yeah. I need to make sure I have it. Um, or no, it's on GameCube. Yeah, I think this was the N64 one. No, 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 there wasn't one on N64. There's Just one on, on GameCube? GameCube? Okay. Because I've almost bought it so many times, but it's always really expensive. Oh. Uh, so, but I have okay. a Wii that has a GameCube adapter, so I should get it eventually. Um, but anyways, yeah, I would love to play that. I want to see what it does. Um, and fan- oh, and Fantasy, like, kind of, like, passes out, and, every- and Prof and Kung Fu are like, Oh, shit, something's actually happening. Because this is the first death they've seen. Yeah. And, by the way, with the special effects, they use blue paint for a lot of stuff. So you can, like, to chroma key everything out. So chroma key's kind of, it's kind of like green screening. I don't, it's an older version of green screen technology. Um, And I think you have to manually do it, I want to say. 
So, which I've never done it, but I, I do know that it's kind of like green screen, but they usually use blue instead of green and for a lot of it. And, um, then this particular movie, um, they use like blue paint for like the blood and stuff. So they could chroma key some really weird out there colors. Like there's a lot of oranges and things for the mm-hmm. blood. And then when professor, di- prof, I, I always want to call her professor, yeah. but it's prof when she yeah. dies. She, like, dissolves, and so, like, what they oh. did was they hung her naked, and they poured blue paint all over her, and that's how she dissolved. I was like, that's cool. Yeah, and Kung Fu's death actually happens right before Prof's yes, death. Yes, it does. Yeah. It does. I was just, I was just yeah. into the blue paint. You're into the but blue yeah, paint. Kung Fu starts fighting the cat picture, and she <laughs> sacrifices herself. She gets eaten by a lamp, mm-hmm. like a, a ceiling lamp, and then her leg uh, kills the cat picture. Yeah, her legs, like, she gets eaten by the ceiling, but yet her legs somehow disattach from her body and still kung fu kick. And she has a little theme song every time, too. Yeah, I love her. I love her theme song. Oh, um, and we have to bring up this whole time. It also intercuts that Mr. Togo's on his way, because that's the big thing that they're yes. going, well, Mr. Togo's on his way. <laughs> And like his, like he like gets but, stuck in traffic, and then he's eating ramen. So it's like he's on his way, but not really because he's a man. So- he's a stupid man. Um, I was trying to find um, what is the name of the song? There's one specific song that I just loved. Oh, cherries were made for eating. It's like this cute little pop song that plays too. It's like cherries were made for eating, and something oh, yeah. was made for something. That's when they're at the and train station. And you were made for loving me, and it's like da 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 da. It's cute. Yeah, it's, that was at the adorable. train station scene because the yes. first thing you see is like a, a a like wood hammer guy like hammering and a kid like yes yeah, and that's actually like, his daughter. Oh, that scene's his daughter. Yeah. Oh, and the band are the guys who flirt with the girls on the mm-hmm. train station. So. Go Diego or Go Digo or however they say their name. Um, yeah, so it's a great movie, y'all. The soundtrack, I listened to it at work today while I was, I was like not working with, I was working in inventory, my little um, desk, and I was like, well, might as well listen to some music. Um, it was pretty great. And then I think, so Kung Fu sacrifices herself, and then Prof and Fantasy, like everything's filling with fake watery blood. And they're trying to escape, and then Prof loses her glasses, and she falls in um, to a jar, and she dissolves. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then Fantasy and um, Gorgeous kind of like Gor- Fantasy swims to Gorgeous, and then kind of just passes out. And yeah, we're not really, we don't really see Fantasy die. Yeah, the faith is very ambiguous, and there is a scene. Um, Right before, so it's literally the last three girls left. It's literally because they find Sweet, her body's in a clock, and then... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, and I was confused the first time I saw it because it literally looks like she's just standing there looking at at Kung Fu, so I didn't realize she was supposed to be dead. I was just like, is she trapped behind the clock? But then the clock fills up with blood. Um, but Gorgeous's giant head comes in and basically tells the girls oh, yeah. how, like, yeah, this is... My aunt actually died a long time ago. Her spirit just lives on, or no, her body just lives on, basically, while soul and eats girls who are unmarried. And it's like, oh, that's lovely. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes, I forgot that part. You're mm-hmm. right. Yes. No. Oh, and in between this scene and the next scene, um, Mr. Togo shows up and is like, bananas. And then Ryoko, the stepmother-to-be, shows up. She's like, I'm going to come pick her up, and we're going to be the best of friends. And she shows up, and she walks past the watermelon stand, and Mr. Togo's car is just filled with bananas, because apparently he's been turned into bananas. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but that really got me. I was like, that's fucking hilarious. He's just bananas. And yes. um, she shows up, and the only one left is gorgeous, and she's in, like, an old... I think she's in, like... Not her mother's kimono, but she's in a kimono. Like a very and traditional. Like, like, yes. And she, like, opens it up, and she's like, welcome, stepmother. And then they're facing each other. And then the stepmother's face just turns into fire. Yeah. And they she, just burn up. <laughs> I know. And I felt really bad for Ryoko because she seems, like, so sweet. Like, she's, like, genuinely, she's, like, she's like it's okay. She's allowed to be upset, you know. And I, I, I want to get to know her. I want to be her mother. And I'm just, yeah, like, she's like, this is just my first trial to be her mother. Mm-hmm. 
And she's, like, beautiful and elegant. And so I felt really bad for her. I was like, yeah, she didn't deserve what she got. No, I felt really bad for her, too. I was like, oh, that's so sad that she just is, like, just trying to be a good lady. I was, in the beginning, I was like, oh, maybe the stepmother's going to save them all. No, they all die. Yeah. In this movie. But even though they do all die, usually I would hate that. But honestly, it's so fucking hilarious because this movie is so batshit insane that, like, it's just, like, okay, so they all die. Who cares? It's a great fucking movie. Um, I love it. It's great. It's just so bizarre. And there's stuff we didn't even touch on. But I really think people should watch it for themselves. Because it is on um, HBO Max right now. It's also still in the Criterion Collection. So if you have the Criterion Collection, it's also on there. Um, which I think Studio Ghibli and Criterion mm-hmm. have a partnership with HBO Max right now. Yes, so I, think I think that's correct. I think that's why they, they have so many really cool movies right now on HBO Max. Um, well, speaking of, I actually watched Wonder Woman 84. Oh my god, we're gonna, have, we're gonna have to talk about that. Oh my god, yeah. it was too fucking long. I'm sorry, y'all, it was too fucking long. <laughs> okay, anyways, I guess we should go back to the movie because yes. Katie was talking no, about you're Wonder good. Woman. Okay, so... I guess that's kind of the movie, y'all. Yeah, yeah, I love this. This I was mean, a short, simple kind of. It is not super long. Yeah. It's a yeah. It's pretty great. I don't know. I just I don't know. And all the reviews, by the way, on IMDb are all like, I don't really know how to describe this movie. Um, one was like, could just as easily be a one instead of a ten, but it's hard to tell because it's just so unique, and that's what like. Like, they really strove to do things that were different that they've never seen before. And I think it's fucking cool. Yeah, I think it is cool. It's one of those movies that people are like, it's awful, but I love it. But it's not so bad it's good. Yeah. They know what they're doing. They know that they're being simplified and out there and weird and they're just having fun with it. And I think those are some of the best things you see is when people are just having fun. Um, This movie was very experimental like that. But they also, it all was born in the editing room. So they had a lot of really good editors. So they did a lot of experimental things, but a lot of it was editing and making it just unique and working with what they had. Like, they're like, okay, so all of our actresses aren't experienced. Okay, well, we'll make it so dreamlike that it's okay that they're not realistic. So he just worked with what he had and it it made it work. Um, And it's, it's very interesting. Um, there's also, there's also a lot more symbols in this movie than even just the cat. There's also like the number of girls is seven and seven is like a really big number. Apparently there's a seven person team is lucky in Japan and you know, Kurosawa's seven samurai. It's a very important number. Um, and I think we already, we already said a bunch of the other symbols and there's a lot of foreshadowing and stuff in the script. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the piano bites um, melody early on she's like oh the piano bit me and then there's like the witch thing in the beginning and it's just all these like little things happen and it's just like it's a really cool thing i do think it's cool that the script writer wrote the script and then didn't know anything about it until the movie finally came out and so he had no idea what to expect and i think that's pretty cool and he still loved it um and yeah it's i don't know i it's you know literally i wrote in what did i not like Nothing. I love this movie. It is fucking insane. Yeah. That's what I wrote. Because <laughs> it just is. I would is agree with that. you don't like? I don't... There's nothing I really don't like. I guess, like, it's not that... I would say this. It's not like a mainstream movie. Which is funny because it actually was pretty mainstream when it came out in Japan. Audiences loved it. Critics panned mm-hmm. it. Um, it came over here finally in, like, 2010. And it became a cult classic in America. And... I mean, yes. that's if you're looking for a cult classic movie that's surrealist, that's fun, that's different, that's you haven't seen anything like it. This is like the perfect movie. Yes, definitely. Yeah, and I think it is interesting that literally nobody knew about this movie until 2009 or 2010. Yeah, it was just like Criterion was like, "Hey, this is a movie," and everyone was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> exactly. I mean, I know the first time I saw the piano eating melody, I was like, "What? It, what is happening? I just want to see this." Um, yeah, I will say this the first time I watched it, which was probably like a year or so ago. Um, it's actually before we did the podcast because I was like, I love Japanese movies and I have to watch this. And I think there was a few <laughs> parts that made me sick to my stomach because I didn't. Really? Yeah, because I didn't realize that it was so like surrealist in nature. 
So I didn't really know a lot about going to the movie. And this time I kind of knew what was going to happen. And I felt like it's more lighthearted and funny watching it. Because the yeah, first time I, I thought guess... I was get, it was going to be more moody than it was. So I was like, it was an assault to the senses, as you would say. Yes. I definitely thought this was more of a horror movie mm-hmm. than a fantasy movie. And they didn't film it like that. They filmed it like a fantasy movie, is what they said. Because horror wasn't really a genre when the... When the generation that was making this movie was growing up, horror wasn't a genre. There was ghost stories and fantasy movies. So they made it like a ghost fantasy movie, which is why it's not really disgusting. But it is kind of like just there's just limbs everywhere and things like Mm -hmm. that. Um, But I guess also like I was in a fun environment. I would say this is a great movie to watch with friends. Yeah. And or your family, if you're like me and your family is cool with it. Um. (laughs) Um, It's pretty fun, and I will say, I do think you should probably drink an alcoholic beverage before this movie. I think it would make it fun. fun. Yeah. It's really fun. I did, I did rewatch, like, some of it, though, sober, so. I wasn't drunk. I was just tipsy, y'all. I feel like I talk about alcohol too much, and everyone must think I have a drinking problem. I promise I don't. But, you know, I'm an adult. And I only drink on the weekends, y'all. Shut up. Don't judge me. No. If you don't want to drink, don't drink. It's just, <laughs> I find it, it, it's more fun if you just don't know what's going on. Also, your whole family might break out into skeleton dancing. Because that's what happened at my parent, my brother's house. So that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, I like this movie. Do you have a rating for it? I do. Um, I would say my typical rating, I would have to give it 8 out of 10. Um, as you know, for for Britney, 8 out of 10 is very good. Most of my movies I see live in the 6-7 range. Um, very rarely do I give 9s and no one's got a 10 for me yet. But this is a good movie. It's fun. Uh, like I said, um, I don't know if people are like me that if you don't realize that it's like more fantasy like Katie says. And also if it's very surrealist. I think if you have, not spoiling it for yourself, but if you have like maybe a basic idea of what you're getting into, you may be able to enjoy the ride a bit more. Because I think that's what kind of yes. negated my first experience is that I had no fucking idea what I was going to yeah. watch. So. I I would agree with that. I knew it was going to be batshit insane. Mm-hmm. So I think I had a lighthearted opinion when yeah. I started watching it. Um, so I think that did help because it was just it was just enjoyable. But also literally kept asking every five minutes, what is happening? What is was this happening? What's going on? I don't. It's it's very fun, and I think that's why it's fun to watch with people. Yeah. Um. I I also gave it an eight out of ten oh. because uh, for pure spunk, really. Um. Because I wouldn't say it's weird because like the acting isn't that great, and it's just fucking insane. But it's just so unique, and it's just so watchable. I I don't know how to put how else to put it. It's so watchable, and you will watch it again and enjoy it because it is just so. F- freaking crazy and i just love it um i think it's a great movie i'm really glad we finally covered it so yay even though i'm the one that picked it but i'm just glad i finally watched it um even though i was looking forward to uh ruminating about old boy like this was definitely a good movie to watch and it has a lot of cool facts to learn too which we don't always sometimes the movies we get we're like oh what happened during production and it's like nothing really cool it's like it was the coldest winter in canada awesome black coat's daughter yeah fantastic <laughs> yes so i think i've picked the most boring movie so far in 2021 and the most not boring movie so uh, whereas britney's just been solid good movies the whole time i try i try um do you have a uh grindhouse girl rating for this one i do i don't know if it's the best but i, I have, do have it i have two um they both mention watermelons <laughs> Um, oh, wait, actually, you know what? Hold on. I have to fix one. Hold on. Okay. Um, rated W for wrathful watermelons. Or, and I think I like this one better, rated D for dancing skeletons and demonic watermelons. Oh. Or demonic melons. I, I like I that. Either one. I like oh, that. I think demonic melons because a melon could also just be a head. Oh, I like it. I like it. I had a more basic girl rating. Um, I had to. Uh, C for cats and crazy ants in the countryside. Oh, that's cute, too. That is cute. 
I was like, it's it's a cat. <laughs> I like the cat. I definitely want to do something with the cat for the artwork. Also, mm-hmm. like, I kind of wish we had, like, a, a break. Because, like, I really want to do, like, a, a picture of each of the girls. And then make them all together. But I'm like, I'm not going to have time to do that. But <laughs> maybe I'll get a cat artwork. That would be cute. That would be cute. I mean, there's so many variations of the cat you can always pick, too. I know. <laughs> also, I really want a t-shirt with the movie poster on it. Uh, wait, so which one are we doing? Uh, I don't know. I think we have a few good ones to pick from this week, honestly. It's a we little do. bit harder. I like the dancing skeletons, but yes. that's me, because that was, like, my favorite part of the whole movie. Well, if you want to do a dancing skeleton, you can, because I'm already going to... Uh, spoiler, if we keep this, I'm going to do the cat for TikTok, so... Yes. Uh, yeah, that's... <laughs> That's house, y'all. It's probably be a shorter episode, but that's okay. I like it. It's just, it's a short movie and there's not a lot of details to it, even though a bunch of shit happens. It's just really crazy. Um, and we probably missed something, but that's okay. Um, y'all watch it again. Yes, I, I would agree with that. Like, it's a fun movie and definitely recommend it. Obviously, Miss, Miss Katie definitely. recommends it too. Um, <laughs> watch it. <laughs> watch it, please. Um, so, I actually, so of course, next week is my pick, and I am actually severely disappointed. Um, oh, so, no! Yeah. Is this like what happened to me last week? Yes, so um, get this. Uh, so we will do it in the future. So we were going to do Relic. Um, me and Katie had talked about it a little bit, and we noticed with the Wolf of Snow Hollow, we had so much more feedback and comments, and we think it's because it was a newer movie. Uh, we think mm-hmm. like-minded blogs and podcasts were reaching out to talk with us about it, interact with us about it, because it was so fresh. Um, so we want to stick to our guns. We want to do a lot of easily available streaming movies. But we also want to occasionally do newer movies, too, just so we're keeping the loop right. of stuff that's, like, fresh. Um, that being said, we were going to rent uh, Relic this week, which was on Amazon Prime to rent for $5. It was taken off rent and only is available to buy now. Okay. I did pick. What do you want to do then? So I did pick. So uh, me and Katie had talked about doing another movie that would be another foreign film. I still want to do it, but I figured we'll save that one for maybe in the near future. So I actually picked um, Unsane, which is on Amazon Prime. Oh, I've been wanting to watch that one. Yeah. So it has Claire Foy in it, which I believe Claire Foy has now made quite a name for herself at this point, yes, too. She played the queen. Yes. On the crown. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Sorry, it's, that's not a good British accent or any accent at all. <laughs> let's make sure. Let's see. Is it? You said it's still on Amazon Prime, uh, Yeah, right? Uns- Unsane is on Amazon Prime, so it's, it's free yes. to stream on Amazon Prime. Yes. Yes, it is. And it, look, it looks like a cool psychological horror. Also, a little bit about gaslighting again, like Invisible Man kind of thing, I think. Yeah, and so I don't know a whole lot about it, but I did, um, I was reading a few weeks back uh, the best available horror slash thriller movies to stream, and Unsane came up, and it actually had a rating in the high 70s, which is pretty impressive for a horror movie. Um, Not as impressive as some of the ones like Relic. Relic has like a 92 right now, which is really great. Um, But Unsane, that's still, I think if you're in the horror category and you're rating 70 or higher, that's pretty good for the genre. Yeah. Because a lot of people like are just like, it's gross. I'm going to rate it at 40. (laughs) So. You could be hereditary. It's like, do I give this a 100 or a 50? I don't know. No idea. No (laughs) idea. I didn't like when that lady's head came off. It just was not nice. It was very uh slow. And then everything got really scary really fast. Um, So are there, like, since we have a little extra time, was there anything new that you've seen that you would recommend? Oh, goodness. Um, So, I uh, speaking of Marvel Cinematic Universe, I did uh, start watching WandaVision. <gasps> oh, is it good? I haven't watched it it's, yet. I really want cute. to. It's cute. I will say this. So, um, I like Marvel stuff. I am not the biggest Marvel nerd. Incidentally, I do know a lot about Scarlet Witch, and this is a guilty thing to admit, but I had a good friend in high school that said if I would be any X-Men, I would be Scarlet Witch. Um, so, I do know a lot about her. Um but there's still Is she an X Men? She uh so she's she's Magneto's daughter. <gasps> yeah. Oh okay, now it's all coming back to me. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So not technically a member of the X Men, but uh Magneto's daughter. So 
Well, I guess she's a member, depending... So that's the thing with comic lore. As we know, know, it depends on what... Are you reading Golden Age, Silver Age? Are you right. reading... You know, so... Um, Especially X-Men, because there's different universes. And then there's, like, Legion. Like, I really like the TV show Legion, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it. I haven't finished the second season. But it's really good. Aubrey Plaza is actually a villain in it. She's fantastic in it. Um, and it plays... It stars the guy that played Matthew in... Uh, uh, Downton Abbey. Um, and it's really great. It's really great. Um, but it's Legion is an X-Men character, but Legion's also like out of the X-Men regular universe. So like I was trying to figure out how he was connected and I got, I went down the wiki hole of just wiki X-Men wiki. I was like, what the fuck is happening? But on its own, Legion is a cool like television show. Fun fact, speaking of X-Men, Nightcrawler is actually my favorite X-Men. I know. I love him. I love I Cut. always liked, um... um Cyclops? Oh Cyclops. I always liked Cyclops. I always had a crush on him when I was... Well, I, I really... I watched the cartoon, the... Yeah. Um, when I was a kid. I'm infamous because uh, one day I was watching the cartoon version, the 1990s version of X-Men, and um, my friend Sam and me, I just was like... Out of nowhere, I was like, I'm humming the X-Men theme. I'm humming the X-Men humming theme. the X-Men theme. <laughs> in my head, in my head. What was it? Um, I'm trying to think. I did finally watch all of Bridgerton. <gasps> okay. So that was fun. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Me and you talked about that a little bit. Yes. Bridgerton's very good. And I'm trying to think, what else did I watch? I watched The Mirror Has Two Faces, but that's not new. It's like an 80s movie. But Jeff Bridges is in it. Jeff Bridges is actually, like, very hot in that movie. And I forget that Jeff Bridges was super young at one point. He's still attractive. But I'm just saying, like, I was like, damn, like, he had, like, hot dad bod, like, in the 90s. Like, oh, my God. Also, Lauren Bacall is in that movie. She's Barbara Streisand's mother in it. And I fucking love that bitch. She's She's so good at playing a catty, bitchy mother. It's amazing. Um, if you don't know who Lauren Bacall is, fuck off. She was an amazing silver screen actress, and she was married to Humphrey Bogart for yes. many, many, many years. Uh, and she had this beautiful husky voice. That and she's rem- fucking gorgeous. That reminds me, speaking of older actors that were very attractive, I was watching Cat on the Hot Tin Roof a couple weeks ago, <gasps> and Paul, oh, Paul Newman is gorgeous. Oh, my God. Gorgeous. I know. The first time <laughs> I saw that movie, I was like, Oh my god! Like, also, you know, if you're—I think I was in theater school, and I was like, I want to be Maggie the Cat. I want to like be in my Nike and be like, Why won't you sleep with me, darling? Oh my god! Like, that's like the best. Anyways, I think it's time for us to say good night. Yeah. Um. Um. I don't. Yeah. So uh, next week we're gonna watch Unsane, starring Claire Foy on Amazon Prime. Woo. so uh stay safe out there yes yes friends so um of course like katie always says um and like i always say wear your mask drink your water Mm -hmm. take time for yourself um anything else to add to that uh be kind rewind yeah. <laughs> oh, I did watch no one, one other thing. Anymore. I did watch what? one What'd other thing. Um, so I actually watched, um, I think I told you this last week, but I watched the live-action Cinderella remake, and it was mm-hmm. cute. And she so she says multiple times, she goes, have courage and be kind. And I'm like... That's actually in last episode. Yeah. We said that. Yes, very cute. So I always yes. think of that now. I that in. So... Have courage. Be kind. I just stepped away from the mic. Sorry, guys. Um... <laughs> Yeah, be believe in yourself. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, but just be be safe out there. Please keep wearing your mask. Yes. Oh my god, I had I have experienced so many people that just like wear it under their nose, and I'm like, we're like at almost a year. People like we should all know that you breathe out of your nose and your mouth yeah. now. I don't know. It's just oh lord, yeah. Lord have mercy. Um, I just I I don't. I don't have anything to say to people like that. I'm sorry. Just wear a mask and get your vaccine if you can. If you're I, more people, I feel like are getting approved. My grandma got hers because um, you can sign up now if you're over 65. And yeah, I, I mean, in certain places, I'm sure some places it's harder to get it than others. Um, but she was able to get one. And yeah, please 
please take care of yourself and take care of each other. And I think, I think in a, like, and maybe after next week, it's Valentine's Day. So have a happy Valentine's Day, y'all. Yeah. Maybe we'll try to do a Valentine's Day themed one because we were really bad about holidays last year. Yes. So. And uh, as, as I like to call Valentine's too, um, you can have a Valentine's Day. It's okay. I know a lot of people get really, really down that they don't have a significant other. Please understand, just take time for yourself. Do something nice for yourself that day. If it means getting your favorite Chinese, get your favorite Chinese. Your bottle, favorite bottle of wine, do it. Just take care of yourself. So, You know, I think Unsane will air the week before Valentine's Day. Okay. So, well, it's fine. It's about, like, a toxic relationship, so we can talk about that. Oh, no! Yay! Yeah. So, yeah, take care of yourself on Valentine's Day, even if you're not dating somebody or, you know, it's fine. And if you are dating somebody and it's new, I like, take it easy. Don't put a pressure on a stupid holiday. It's just a holiday. I mean, you should definitely do something with that person. But, like, do not put pressure on it. Just chill out. Like, it's... Also, don't go out in throngs yeah. during a pandemic. Yeah, I was about to say, you know? if you're married, um, take it a little bit easy on your husband or your wife if they don't do something extra special this year. We're all emotionally tired. Um, yeah. So, and not only that, it's always hell to get Valentine's Day reservations. It's, I imagine the hell's even harder during a pandemic. Don't worry about it. Have a nice night just in. cook dinner. Yeah. Yeah, cook dinner at home or get some Grubhub or something. Like, just chill out. Like, chillax. Um, yeah, but anyways, I don't know why I'm giving people Valentine's Day advice. Everyone knows how to Valentine's Day at this point, right? I don't know. I say that. I've but... never, I mean, I've never really been super into Valentine's Day. Like... I don't like I've done, I always like I always get whoever I'm dating like a card or like, I make them a card or something but like it's not the biggest deal because it is just a holiday and but it's fun it's nice to do something special for the people you care about and it doesn't have to be you can just hang with your friends you can hang with your family do whatever you want yeah I don't know we'll talk about it more next week when we're actually like the week before Valentine's Woo. Day Woohoo! Mm-hmm. anyways okay so we're gonna say goodnight and that we love you guys mm-hmm. and that you need to stay safe and um, be patient with everybody and um, keep sharing those Bernie memes because they are freaking hilarious. They are. So. We love them. And of course, as always, we just look forward to seeing you um, next time. Same spoopy time, same spoopy channel. Yes, stay spoopy, y'all. Good night. Good night. Or good day. Good morning. Good morning. We love you guys. Bye. Good morning. Okay, bye. <laughs> The Grindhouse Girls podcast is a production by Katie Dale and Brittany Ray and edited by Katie Dale. All music used is royalty free and will be in our annotations. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, please contact us at contact us at grindhousegirlspod.com or visit our website at grindhousegirlspod.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.